we'll continue the message that we began this morning. John chapter 12, this is a series leading up to Easter entitled Six Weeks to Victory. Six Weeks to Victory. I want to see you revive. I mean, when the Spirit of God has just so revived you that whoo, you just can't sit still. Glory to God. Six Weeks to Victory. How many of you need revival? I need revival. I said Jesus is a people person. His life on earth was devoted to people. From the beginning to the end, he cared about people. He met people's needs. Even the last six days of his life, facing the cross as he was, he did not retreat. He did not go into isolation. He stayed in the public, meeting people, helping people to the very end. He is the same today. Today, he has commissioned his church to go and help people. We cannot, we must not ever think that we exist solely to bless one another. We are called to this world to minister healing, to minister salvation and deliverance to people. His ministry of helping people continues today through His body, the church, all through believers. Six weeks to victory is about you and I meeting the needs of other people. This morning we began at the first verse and I talked about Lazarus. It says, Jesus, six days before the Passover, came to Bethany, where Lazarus was, which had been dead, whom he raised from the dead. Lazarus. In that community, that name brought hope. When someone said Lazarus, a sparkle came to the eye of those who were afflicted. Because Lazarus was the symbol of the power of God to do the supernatural. But Lazarus, as I showed you this morning, Lazarus' need was fellowship, and Jesus met that need. He invited Lazarus to sit at his banqueting table, and that's where he invites you and I tonight. If we've been isolated, if we've been away, if we've been hurt, or whatever the need might have been, whatever caused us not to enjoy the fellowship of Jesus Christ, he invites us to come to his banqueting table tonight. Martha. There they made him a supper, and Martha served. Martha served Jesus. And I showed you this morning how Martha had learned that in her serving Jesus, she was not to become distraught at others who did not work like she did. She had learned the secret of serving Jesus was to serve Him regardless of what anybody else thought. This Martha is a different Martha. She's grown up. She's changed. She's a new Martha. Her need at this point is to know that she has self-worth that she's important to Jesus, and Jesus meets that need by allowing Martha to serve him. Then we come to Mary, and I shared about Mary this morning. It says in verse 3, Mary took a pound of ointment of, of spikenard, very costly, it was perfume is really what it was, and anointed the feet of Jesus, and wiped his feet with her hair, and the house was filled with the odor of the ointment. Then saith one of his disciples, Judas is a chariot, Simon's son, which should betray him. Why was not this ointment sold for 300 pence and given to the poor? This he said, not that he cared for the poor, but because he was a thief and had to bag and bear what was put therein. The thing I want you to notice about Mary is that she is a woman with great spiritual insight. But her need is to gain greater spiritual insight. And that Jesus recognizes. Mary has not been the recipient of all the teaching that the disciples had, but nevertheless Mary has discerned and picked up on something that they may not have, have really understood. And she has come this night to honor Jesus Christ. She's come with the knowledge that He is headed to a cross. And she comes and she anoints Him, and Jesus says it was for His burial. 
You see, that's why Jesus was never anointed. He was the, the women who came to anoint him for burial after his death, they didn't find him. He'd already been anointed. And so Jesus allows her great spiritual insight. I'm sure that she talked to Lazarus and she talked to Martha about what she was going to do, but she didn't get a chance to say, Jesus, can I anoint you? She just burst in and broke the box and poured it on him and anointed him. Now that's worship. That is worship. Worship is the giving of my innermost self, of the best that I have to Jesus Christ. The Bible says that the odor filled the entire room. And that odor is like unto the presence of God when we worship. That fills the place where we are. She gave him a gift worth somewhere around, in our, our currency today, $5,000. Now, I'm not after your money tonight, okay? Your money, as I said this morning, is not the point. The point is that Mary worshipped. That was the greatest expression of worship that she had. What is the greatest expression of worship you have? That's what he wants tonight. In that worship will come spiritual insight. In that worship will come the presence of God. In that worship will come the freedom from bondage. In that worship will come the revelation of hearts as it was of Judas's heart. The Bible also says in the, in the parallel accounts in Matthew and Mark that the other disciples, once Judas spoke up, they joined in in the criticism. 